Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler, David Shepard's here, and Marco Belletti as well as we take you through the next handful of hours talking about the news of the day. Unfortunately, the news of the day is um, like the worst news that you could have in a day, and that's what happened at the Chiefs parade today. Um, the latest that I saw... And I got to check in with this other hospital, but there's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. They had children there from ages 6 to 15. This is from uh, Radio Dana, Dana Wright. She does radio in Kansas City um, at one of the Odyssey stations. And she said all of the children are expected to recover, uh, none critical. There were some families separated in the aftermath. And all have been reunited. So uh, that's the one hospital. I think there's another hospital there that also saw some some patients. There's been an outpouring of support from uh, you know teams, other teams that have in this league that aren't Kansas City. There's been a lot of Chiefs players that have spread their messages across social media. Um, there's Chiefs players that are actively trying to get to the hospital to help and and tell the like do whatever they can for the children. Uh, there's reports that the Chiefs players that were involved and had, you know, screaming kids or uh, confused people nearby were went right into like help mode. So there's, as with any tragedy, there's a lot of great stories and hopeful stories that come out. It's just um, tough to, to know that this happened in the first place. So uh, if anything else pertinent to the uh, aftermath, you know, that we learn good news, otherwise uh, we'll share. Um, It's tough. It's tough. It's just like, I get the opportunity to talk into a microphone and this is like all that's on my mind, but I understand that this is a sports show. And while this does intersect with sports, we're going to try to also talk about other stuff and, and you know, that this will happen again and it's happened before and it'll happen again. And you know, it hasn't been the chiefs parade specifically, but I, I've, this, I, this has been a lot of shows where you try to balance. How much do we talk about, Stuff that matters and stuff that doesn't. That's that's the big juxtaposition of this, too. Is that the Super Bowl on Sunday felt like the biggest thing of all time. Legacies were on the line. You know? Fandom at stake. And now it, it doesn't seem that relevant. Um, so it's just, I mean, it's just a reminder about why we love sports in the first place. Uh, the distraction. 
And that's what we uh, are going to try to do a little bit here. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Shep, you'll talk about it more later in the week. You want to talk about Steve Wilkes at all? Is that the top of your mind? You got any Steve Wilkes takes? Uh, no, that's not the top of my mind. Um, but Bart, I, I just, I just want to say I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate where you're coming from, and, and just thank you for for being as professional as you can be about it, but also understanding, um, you know, kind of your role in, in being a sports talk show host. So I think you're you're walking a very delicate, you know, balance, and you're doing it great. It's a tough. It's really tough. So I'll definitely address it on, on Sunday. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, in terms of Steve Wilkes, that's a conversation that needs to be had um, because this is all about finding a scapegoat, and this is all about putting an individual that had the third-best defense in the regular season that basically, and I don't need to tell you this, you know this all too well. Sorry to bring this up again. Shut out Jordan Love in the final quarter. Shut out the Lions in the entire second half with the exception of a fourth-down touchdown conversion. Great catch, by the way, by Jamison Williams. And the guy you said it, Bart, gives up one offensive touchdown yeah. only because of a muff punt that happened in the red zone, and that's the guy you're getting rid of. It kind of seemed like, too, from what I've been reading, this was always the play, right? The seeds, the groundwork for firing Steve Wilkes, were being laid throughout the season, and so they lose the Super Bowl and. You know, there's some people talking about Shanahan and what kind of coach he is and how long the leash is. And, oh, no, no, this is where I break glass in case of emergency. Um, I have the fire extinguisher, but I know that there's a fire. I know I need to put this out. Uh, I was always going to use this. In fact, I don't have to break the glass because I never put glass on it. It's just literally sitting there. It's the easiest thing to grab because we were probably going to do this anyway. They hired a guy who has had a lot of experience in the secondary, and they wanted to fix that, shore that up. And then now they're saying they had a lot of problems with the running game and they weren't as aggressive as they wanted to be. I'm also like, I saw one of the first things I saw about Steve Wilkes was, hey, look at what he's been up to the last six years. He's had, he's been in three, four, five, six different stops. Carolina, 2017, Arizona, 18, Cleveland, 19, no work in 2020, Missouri in 21, back to Carolina last year, and then San Francisco here. And there's going to be many that say he got done dirty because when you fire a guy after, <laughs> well, yeah, in Carolina, uh, right. but then when you fire a guy after the Super Bowl, where's Steve Wilkes going to work now? Who 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 needs a defensive coordinator? There's only one team. It's the Niners. So it's a tough situation, man. It's It just seemed like, and I know that it wasn't perfect along the way, but it seemed like, you know, sometimes when you hire a guy, you get a lot of accolades for firing him like okay you knew you had to fire him right but you also hired him so do you know what i'm saying like of course do you get some like if i if i got fired right now right if i if i if i had a segment that was so bad and i got fired it'd be like oh thank god thank god thank god that's over but then it'd be like (laughs) well then why why did we hire him well that ain't happening anytime soon that's for sure um that's not how i mean Listen, everyone has a bad segment every now and then compared to what they're used to doing because everyone's bad is different than everyone else's bad, right? But in terms of Steve Wilkes, what's most troubling about this, Bart, is, you know, with Eric Bieniemy, you felt like because he was around greatness, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, that they couldn't make up for any personality shortcomings. I'm not saying Eric Bieniemy has them, but they can make up for it because they wanted to win as bad as anybody. 
where it didn't seem like Washington and the players for that franchise wanted to win nearly at the level that Eric Bieniemy did, nearly at the level that a Mahomes and a Kelsey did. We see that I allowed the bump on, uh, you know, obviously Andy Reid. And there's been some whispers about the intensity of Eric Bieniemy and him really having the people skills that's not necessarily something that we align with being a head coach. I haven't heard one rumbling, one notion whatsoever that Steve Wilkes can't get along with anybody. And that I find most troubling because what they want to make this about, what, the, what, the, what we want to see the tea leaves, what we want to read between the lines is personalities didn't, didn't exactly mesh. That's right. Like, isn't that what we're, isn't that but what they we're, meshed enough to hire a guy, right, you know? Right. So, so, so I, I'm not, you know what? I'm not okay. Someone's got to really hold the feet of Kyle Shanahan to the fire in this instance. And they got to say, Kyle, you know, Kyle, you know, you didn't give the ball enough to Christian McCaffrey. You didn't know the overtime rules. And if you did, you didn't communicate that you did. And your players certainly didn't. Why is this guy the fall guy? Cause that's how it's coming off. Please give us a real legitimate reason on why a guy that had the third best defense all season in the regular season and a guy that almost single-handedly saved your season, which was better than the offense was, why he's the scapegoat here. Doesn't make sense, Kyle. Please explain yourself. And we know how you got your head coaching job being your last name, being Shanahan. Well, unless there's another, uh, you know, sometimes people do this move because the corresponding move's already coming. Could that be a familiar name? We'll talk about that. Uh, in a little bit here, eight five five two one two four two two seven. We'll yeah, we'll see. It's my weekend buddy Todd in Tampa. How you been, Todd? Outstanding. I mean, I'm still recovering from my seventeen seventeen tie with the Lions at halftime, and then we choked <laughs> it away. And and you know, I'm just I've been Todd Bowles does that he can get you to the playoffs, but he can't get you over. Miami can get you when you reflect back for a minute and you look at the teams. Miami got beat. They they can get you to the playoffs, but they they're out in the first round. Lamar gets you to the second round. Josh Josh or Joe Burrow will get you there, but Patrick Mahomes comes out of the AFC and you know and going from there but you know my buccaneers you know it's funny down here is i picked the bucks to win the division and and all the all the guys on sports radio down here hate me because i'm the only one that picked them because when you win the division you punch your ticket for sure it's not no you know so and then they they had them at four wins or seven wins or something like that and we should have beat detroit and then you got lamar you know when you look back at the teams that lost you you got to look at some of the coaching errors that were made in there and and you know and and to me, you know, in the Super Bowl, I knew, you know, my Buck defense. Thirty, I picked the Bucks thirty-one to seven. We won thirty-one to nine. We're the only team that stopped Mahomes and Brady got it done again. So over mm-hmm. here, but you know, but the bottom line is, you know, do you, you did do you believe your, you know, even in the Packer game, didn't you, you know, Le, Matt Lafleur La didn't kick a field goal, and then and that would have been that would have tied this game. Okay, it would have been it would have been tied at that time, you know, or he'd miss a, you know, to get another three points, and he went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Okay, now that and you're on the road, you got to beat the referees, and you're going to go and do something like that when you got a young quarterback battling his butt off. You know, to me, in the Super Bowl, it, the real play of the game was because Kansas City was down after it was ten nothing. Okay, it was ten yeah. nothing, and then and the sideline reporters were saying, "Wow, Kansas City looks dead over here." And then when Kelsey bumped into to Andy Reid, okay, and what he was saying was, "Hey, man." I'm the all-time leading postseason receiver. You're not throwing me the doggone football. 
Okay, and that sent a message right there to the team that hey, our best because he you gotta have guts to bump the bump the coach. Okay, and then in this league, and he was letting him know I am somebody. Okay, throw me the football and I'll turn this around. And then they went to him for eight receptions for ninety three yards, and then Mahomes came through. But you know, at the end of the day, it, it, when you miss an extra point. You're going to put a rookie out there in the Super Bowl, and you miss an extra point. You know when you don't deserve to win the Super Bowl. That 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 that's a whole other thing. But at the end, you know, and 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 that's what what it got it done. But uh, you know, it hurts my butt. All all of us who 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 didn't get the Lombardi Trophy, you know, we're all ticked off because we we feel like our coaches or our team choked it away. Only one yeah. team. That's the stark reality. Only one team yeah. can win that got, stupid piece it. of metal. Hat tip, uh, Rob Manfred. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. I'll talk to you later. Peace. That's Todd in Tampa. I talked to Todd a lot on the weekend shows, and uh, this is odd to say, but on the weekends, he's like, this was the most calm he's ever been on the weekends. He's like 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Dude, it's fired up. And right now he was just, you know, thought after thought after thought and um, very, very not wound up. Maybe – Maybe the melatonin's kicked in. Maybe, maybe you know he took something and he's feeling pretty good. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to put uh, words in his mouth there. But good call from Todd in Tampa. Uh, right down the road, it's Dave in Miami. What's up, Dave? What's going on, Bart? Mr. Negative. I'm back, and uh, the nice things go away today. Okay, I like talking about Shanahan, and um, the thing with him is that you know everyone wants to everybody, everybody wants to pass the buck like your boy Gelb, but um, other than that, you know, he, he wants to pass the buck, and he, he should just What's my boy himself. Gelb doing? What's he doing? He's from Long Island, right? Did he say he was from Long Island? Well, what's he, who's he passing the buck to? So, we'll talk about that offline. But anyway, uh, you, you, your boy Gelb doesn't know how to answer the phone, so he's another one that, that's on the top of my, uh, my crap list. But it is what it is. I'll call you, and I'll call Jr. Moving forward, but I'll listen to his show. Uh, so my other thing is that what happened today should never happen because people do have to grow up. If I have a problem with you on the street, I'm not going to pull out a gun and shoot you because it's like it takes a lot to take another person's life. I was in the military. So for me, it's like that persona is behind me. I, I never take a home and say, you know something? My wife's giving me a hard time. Let me go do something bad to her. That, that doesn't resonate with me. And, well, it and seems to resonate thing, with a lot of people, Dave. People don't want to grow up. I go back to the neighborhood. I still see people that, that I grew up, you know, still hang on the corner. Like, come on, man. And I got one more comment, and I'll let you go. It's about cohesion. Uh, I take this from from the, the Beastie Boys track, Get It Together. When it comes to you and Shep, you're the cheese, and he's the macaroni. Have a good night. All right. Yeah, mac, mac, mac and cheese. Is really good. Now we just need someone to be like the the bread. That could be Marco because the breaded mac and cheese. (laughs) Also known as the MVP. You know, I was at a uh, basketball game. That that's where I went Friday. We went to a Bucks game. Yeah, how that Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. They won. Pat Bev got in. He hit a three. Crowd went crazy. They beat Alonzo List Charlotte team. Well done. Yeah, they needed it. Um, hey, everyone counts the same. Okay, don't don't need to take a shot at the team that I had a good time. Shot, you don't need to. So they had a we had a box. Okay, it was my buddy's. Uh, I still owe him some money. It was my buddy's um, birthday, and there's this like place that you can sit and 
you got a little bartender, you pay for the drinks, but they had a food spread. And I bring this up because there were brats there, and there was also mac and cheese, the breaded mac and cheese. And at first, I made a brat with like mustard and, you know, onions. And then I saw the mac and cheese, and I was like, what am I doing? So then I just made mac and cheese brats the rest of the night. Brats being plural. Uh, I ate a lot of them. And that was, uh, it was a, you know, you had to get to the gym the next day. It was, it was a taste of good at the time. See, see, uh, I've heard this and I'll say this feeling or looking good. Never. What's the phrase looking good. Never feels as thin. Never taste as looking good. Feel something like that. Who cares? Uh, geez, I suck. No, All right. Eight, five, five. What? It made sense what you said. I get it. I, I get yeah, but it. I got it. I, but I, why can't I complete a sentence? You can't complete a sentence. You're just thinking about the Bucks winning a game, and that all of a sudden uh, is like an aberration these days, and you didn't like the comment that I said, so you're thinking about that. I'm, I'm, that's my apology. Yeah, I find it really interesting that the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> destroyed the Denver Nuggets on Monday, and not a single person outside I know. I know. of the 414 area code Milwaukee wanted to talk about it, but then they lose the next yeah. night to the Miami Heat, yeah. and uh, that, this is the new world order now, where the Bucks just get blown out. All that the time. is some very great uh, content that you sent me today. That I think you might play. I, I'm very interested to see your full reaction to that about Giannis and about the lack of respect when it comes to national personalities, not giving mm-hmm. towards the two-time regular season, one-time Finals MVP. Yeah, I think later tonight we're going to start a new segment. It's called "Something Stupid Brian Windhorst Said." <laughs> That's every night. We'll see. He's on TV every day. I, it may be possible. Actually, he was on my show once, and he was very nice, and now I'm being a jerk. Eight five five two one two. but he was also promoting a book. All right. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, um, let's see him come on for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. If, he wants to, if he wants to come on and not promote something, that'd be a different story. He's promoting himself. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. John is in South Carolina. What's up, John? Hey, I got to thank you about one big thing. You really fired up my uh, Super Bowl watch, and you were talking about a bar review, and then you fired me up on that, so I got to thank you for that, brother. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, I think had the Chiefs not come back and won, a bigger story this week would be the Travis Kelsey-Andy Reid dust-up in which Travis Kelsey went to the sideline, and or when he was on the sideline, he was not in the game, and he kind of scared Andy Reid a little bit, his bad hip, and was yelling in his face. Uh, Travis Kelsey has a podcast like many an athlete does, and his podcast is with his brother Jason, who had a grand old time and has won a Super Bowl before himself. I definitely was aware of that all week. I knew that the whole time. Uh, but they have a podcast together, New Heights. And so you got a little lesson here. It's remember, Jason's the big brother. And this is from their podcast, uh, the latest episode, New Heights. Uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey talking through that moment. Broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get 
that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know. Hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f***ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. But damn, I love winning with you. You got to have your head on a swivel because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh, yeah, I deserve it. If he would have cold cocked me in the face right there, I would have just ate it and just been like, yeah, let's f- go. I'm not trying to make this situation acceptable, but this is what happens when you have highly motivated, passionate individuals. This doesn't happen if you and Andy aren't as close as you are. That's what nobody knows. The reason this happens is because you two love each other so much and respect each other so much that you feel open enough to have an interaction like this. It wasn't me mad at Coach Reed as as it looks. It was the frustration of our team not having success, turning the ball over, and me being on the sideline. On the sideline. Damn it. It was pleading with your head coach to let you go out there and win this mother. That's what it was. Me and you both know what it was. Andy knows what you mean to him and what he means to you. See, and that's the relationship equity that we talked a little bit about yesterday where they know each other well enough, are comfortable enough with each other that, that things can get a little uh, heated. If you do that to a stranger, do that to a guy who's a first-year coach or first-year player or whatever the exchange is, it's not going to go over as well, but it's also a good reminder. It's also a good reminder that that doesn't mean that it's right. Okay. I think a lot of times the ones we heard are the ones we love the most. All right. So just remember that. Just don't take your, don't take your relationships for granted. You have a bad day. You see strangers. You're nice to them. You're taught you're nice to your employees. You go home. You, uh, you unload on the uh, spouse or on the children. No, 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 no. Let's, uh, let's use that equity when needed. The more you know. 855 Um Nishat is in San Diego. What's up? Hey, what's up, Bart? Hey, I just wanted to add to one of the earlier callers that there, I have somewhat of a similarity. Um, after the first half of that Lions game gets the 49ers, <laughs> bought myself a jersey and... Uh, a ticket to Vegas and uh, see why do people do then, that? Why, why can't you just wait until the end of the game? Because I was emotional. <laughs> that's why. And you know, it's been a long time, Bart. I was there, zero and sixteen. I remember that. Yep. It was very painful. Uh, so I, so I did it. But you know what? After the game, I did not refund my ticket. I went, and I got to admit that that city. For some reason, it is well-equipped. It's just an excellent city to host, just to have a Super Bowl in. It's just, they just got it together. I don't know. So I just want to agree with that last caller. Um, but so you still went to the you, game, though? You went to the game? I didn't go to the game. I didn't. That was too expensive. It was a lot. It was a lot. Okay, you just but, bought you know, a plane ticket then. Okay. I bought a plane ticket. If they if they made it, there was a part of me that was like, well, let's not just pull the trigger on the, on the ticket. But I want to ask you... Do you see a universe where the Lions not only make it to the to, to, to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? Um, you know, we have a few holes to fill in our secondary. We we could help we could help the, the front four, but we did retain our offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. 
you know, Dan Campbell's fired up. He's an animal. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? We have $47 million of cap space or $50 million. I can't remember. I mean, do you, do you, do you think that that's a possibility? What, what are your thoughts? I think if you're a Lions fan, uh, and thanks for the call, I think if you're a Lions fan, as you are, I think you got to at least feel like your worst days are behind you as a sports fan. Uh, like, Do you make a Super Bowl in the next handful of years? Maybe. You, you got as good of a chance as you've had since uh, a couple of the Stafford years. And then before that, maybe the Barry Sanders years. But there was that period of time, a turn of the century, where there was a new coach there every year. Bobby Ross, Mooringwig, Mariucci, didn't figure it out there. Dick Geron took over. Ron Marinelli. I mean, the win total year in and year out was two, three, five, six, five, three, seven, zero, two, six. I don't, it's going to be a while before that happens again. It's going to be a while before the Lions are looked at as a laughing stock. I think the Lions, as a perennial, uh, at minimum, NFC North contender, are here to stay. Uh, as long as you have Dan Campbell, I think that will help. But also, the city's got a taste of success now, and there's going to be expectations that have been raised. And so, you know, when you go through those droughts and it's like, ah, whatever, it's just the Lions. But the, the, that, why would that happen now? You've tasted it. You got close. You didn't, you, you didn't get to eat the whole thing, but you tasted a little bit. It tasted good. And now you want to get back. Do they make a Super Bowl next year? You know, if it's not, if it's not the 49ers, the Lions are probably the next team that people would consider. I think a lot of these other teams, like the Packers are coming up. The Eagles and Cowboys could do it if they just don't get in their own way. Um, You know, maybe another team or two in there, Rams, one of the teams from the South, perhaps if if Atlanta finds a quarterback, maybe. But yeah, I think think if you're going to offer a bet, will the Lions make a Super Bowl in the next... 10 years, I'd throw a little cheese on that. Maybe next five. It's as good of a chance as it's ever been for whatever uh, that is worth and whatever solace you take uh, in that. Uh, Eric's in Texas. What's up with you tonight, Eric? Hey, Bart. How are you doing tonight? Good. Hey, uh, I was gonna, I just want to talk about that. LeBron uh, almost getting traded to Golden State. Yeah, there, there, there was a report, I'll just uh, refresh everyone, that the Warriors at least had talks on it, but, like, the owners were talking. So it was even at, like, the highest level. Um, did not happen, of course. I don't know what it would have taken to happen. But I don't know that you rule that out in the future at some point. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. If Miss Bus told the other owner for the Warriors to visit LeBron, uh, LeBron's agent, and LeBron said no. Uh, there's some speculation that um, it would possibly ruin his dynasty, or not dynasty, all this football talk. I'm sorry. Ruin his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legacy? Uh, yeah, legacy. Thank you. It would ruin his legacy by playing with Steph Curry, but 
the way I look at it is they're like barely, you know, a sixth or seventh or eighth seed in the West right now as it's currently constructed. And then when the season ends, I mean, they don't have a draft pick, first round draft pick for years. And with AD taking up all that cat space and then Reeves getting overpaid, who are they going to bring in? So I, I could argue that his dynasty is getting ruined right now. What do you think, Bart? Well, I think, Eric, uh, it's very interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up. Did want to touch on that tonight. Um, it would be viewed different than when Kevin Durant joined. Because when Kevin Durant joined, and this is – so let's 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 play the hypothetical that LeBron James joins the Warriors at some point. The Warriors being Steph Curry. And if he would have got traded with salaries, Clay probably would have had to be a part of that or, or whatever – um, so we'll just use Steph Curry as the Warriors. Kevin Durant, when he joined Steph Curry, he was viewed as somebody who was kind of just like um, ring hunting. He couldn't get one the way it had been going for him. Here's a team that was able to get one, and then even when they didn't get very close, I'll just go there and, and I can win one. I still think that the Warriors did need Kevin Durant as much as he needed them. They were not getting past LeBron and Kyrie again. They had figured it out. Um, but if LeBron and Steph teamed up now, it'd be viewed totally different. These guys are older. LeBron's almost 40. It's still incredible that LeBron is almost 40 and, like, viewed this way. Like, oh, it's, uh, it's LeBron. He's almost 40, man. But it would be it would be really different. It would be, oh, Kevin Durant's just a, you know, He's just a guy chasing a ring, and then LeBron would be viewed as more of a of a savior. So it would be a completely different situation. I think LeBron's career is going to continue for a while. I think he finds the team where his son plays, and he wants to play there. And maybe he plays a year there. Maybe he does one more run in Cleveland. I don't know. I, I, I think LeBron's got a few years left. He's still one of the best players, and again, he's almost 40. I mean, he's Starting the All-Star game again, right? So, he's LeBron James. Uh, it would be different. It was interesting to see that. And I think even if the Warriors just called on it, because I guess Philly did too, and they're like, hey, are you interested in sending uh, LeBron James? And then Le- the Lakers say, oh, yeah, maybe. Are you interested in sending him Bede? Philly also, I think, asked about Kevin Durant. It's one thing just to call these teams and be like, hey, just we're doing a fact-finding mission here. And that may have been more of what this is. But Steph and LeBron's history has been so intertwined that, you know, it would be pretty crazy, but it could also work to see them play together someday. Hell, Chris Paul's on this Warriors team, and we never thought that that would happen. So, yeah, interesting little nugget there that uh, was reported on today. 855-212-4CBS. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. This past Sunday, Popeye's fans watched the perfect pairing of Popeye's commercial during the big game and their new lineup of crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside wings. 
Order any of their five delicious flavors today with Popeyes. Popeyes, the location that I have by me, it's in the it's in the like uh, I could just easily drive there zone, but I could also get it delivered zone. I usually end up going delivery. Uh, just because, you know, someone gets, someone picks up the food, drives it, another person to tip. You know, just trying to trying to help out the world here. But do hit that up uh, quite a bit. So check them out. They had one of the commercials that were uh, very well received by the American public. So you saw the food. Got a guy, he unfroze a guy to get this food. Crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. Wings at Popeye's. 855-212-4227. Nick's in Baltimore. Hey, Nick. Hey, Bart. You know, hey, Shep. You know, I was looking for Bart there at the uh, Super Bowl halftime commercial. I mean, he'd do a great spot with Popeye's. And, you know, I mean, he, he's got it down. So, <laughs> Well, I'm, hey, I'm available for the next one. <laughs> there you go. Put, put, that some out there. put some excitement in those, in those Super Bowl commercials. You know, I wanted to call in about the brilliance of Andy Reid, actually, because um, and, and then, you know, you see the immaturity of a Kelsey. But in the AFC Championship, I wish there were some Raven players as tough and physical as they are and as gifted as their athletes are on that, on that team, ranked number one all year. I just wish somebody went up and shook John Harbaugh a little bit and said, you know, get your offensive coordinator on the ball here. And, you know, we didn't abandon the run. We haven't even tried it. Look, whatever Reed and, and Spagnola do to, to psych teams out, when you're a top-ranked defense, which they are at linebacking and secondary, that's their strengths. Chris Jones will be the first to tell you they give him blows on running downs, which, you know, there aren't many, and he's fresh on the rush because he, he doesn't stop the run. They're 18th in the, during the year stopping the rush. And, you know, it, the, I'm, I, Bart, I'm, be your most, I'm your most boring call of the night because football <laughs> is a very simple game. And when you have one of your best athletes, the 49ers, uh, have, a, have a running back. I wish the Ravens had up. We got good running backs. But, I mean, I wish we had a Christian McCaffrey because 22, ca- 22 carries for 80 yards. And then on the, on the receiving side, you know, uh, another 80 yards. But give him five more carries. Let him go for a buck oh five in total yardage. But, the, you know, just those extra half a dozen carries, Bart, kills clock, keeps Mahomes off the field. I do not know why teams get psyched out and don't want to continue to commit to a run. Shanahan did better than Harbaugh because he learned from the Ravens' loss, but, you know, not quite enough. And it must be just, like, uh, Nick, just real quick, it must be like a daunting thing where, because you saw this a lot in the Patriots run, and there were teams that were able to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, of course, but sometimes these teams, if you look at how they win games, they don't just win because they win, they win because the other team allows them to win. The Falcons correct. were up 28-3 to with you know a quarter and a half to go. They allowed them to win. It's insane. Right. And even if McCaffrey averages, you know, three three point eight yards a carry, or doesn't even get over three per series, and they have to get out, they're killing two more minutes off the clock. That's two less two less minutes that Mahomes can perform his magic. Football is a simple game, and and uh, I, you know Shanahan doesn't know how to handle the big moment, and Harbaugh is the same way. Here's the brilliance of Andy Reid, other than the fact he, you know. Other than the fact he takes the high road with the immaturity of a guy, a guy like Kelsey, 
you know, but whether he does appreciate his passion, that's all good and well. Uh, Kelsey acted an embarrassment today. That's another story. I know that story is going to come out on what happened today. But um, Reed meets with the referees prior to all games, especially the big games. I don't know, and the media doesn't push it hard enough in my market for the Ravens. And I can see it in Shanahan. He's not prepared either. Reed gets down with the referee, head referee crew. He talks about his trick play. You know, I'm going to run the corn dog, and, you know, uh, Nicole Hardiman's going to go in motion and things like that. And kind of, kind of spoons over. It gives him a little bit of information. But on that play, if you're a football fan and you watch offensive linemen four yards downfield, they're not all engaged. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure San Francisco is looking at that first and goal. They're already their backs against the wall. They're looking at that play as, as a running play because the linebackers are blitzing in, looking for a run off of uh, off of Mahomes' action. So you know, what, what, what are you? What did Kelsey do today? Oh, I, I, we don't want to talk about that, right? I mean, when you're when you're falling over on the stage, you know, the shield's going to come in. They're going to take action on what happened today. But I know, I know, y'all don't want to talk about that. I, I didn't want to bring that up yet. What I'll was listen, he drinking? Listen, yeah, well, I'll listen for Shep to talk about his take on the event, uh, you know, th- this weekend. But just, just going. Well, back Kelsey to that, had nothing to. What are we talking about? Travis uh, Kelsey. What did Travis Kelsey do today? Uh, he tried to sing a song and he couldn't stand up. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, Tom Brady once drunkenly walked off a yacht and didn't know where he was. I I just think it it it, it makes the the few idiots follow suit like that with a heavy drinking and maybe maybe bad things can happen. I I just don't know. You know, you're 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 a player. Enjoy your parade for a couple hours and then go somewhere private and drink. I mean, to some fans, it might sound disrespectful, uh, but I know it's I know uh, all right. Yeah, I, I can I can see what you're saying. Me. Finally, I just want to get back to my point. I, I just don't think Shanahan's prepared for the big moments. Harbaugh the same way. You know, Harbaugh needs to have these meetings with the referees. I don't I don't think the media's pushed it here enough. And you can say, okay, I'm John Harbaugh. I got the Ravens. My team's tough. We don't run trick plays. I'm not here to talk to you about that. But, you know, we're playing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Hey, they're offensive linemen. They kind of reach out, grab, and hug about every play. Do you guys think you could look at that a little bit? I mean, your television ahead doesn't even tell these refs that, uh, my gosh, they're like hugging and, hugging and holding on every play. And, uh, you know, you saw very few flags called. But I think one thing to that. Uh, Andy Reed. Yep. Yeah, Nick, thanks for the call. I think one thing to that point, too, is Andy Reid's been doing this a long time. And I keep making the comparison between Shanahan and Reed that if Shanahan has the same career uh, career as Reed, Reed right now has 15 years on him. You know, where he's been in more championship games, he's seen a lot of failure. The way that we view Andy Reed as a coach now was not the way we viewed it back when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles or even initially into his Chiefs tenure. They were blowing leaves left and right. So he's, you learn a lot along the way. And, yeah, there's things that he sure, he's surely picked up that that uh, he's going to do and he's going to try to implement. And I, I do think that preparation may have been the biggest factor in that, uh, in that game. Carl's in Atlanta. What's up, Carl? Hello. Hey, Carl. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, um, uh, everything's going well, going well, going well. Uh, 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 my other friend I normally talk to on the weekend. I mean, I hope I could, 
just tell him that uh, I told him I was going to call him back because the Ravens wasn't going to beat the Chiefs. But anyway, uh, tonight, uh, hey, man, I love you because I, I like you keep it on a, on a, on a level kill. But I just I just want to uh, point out like a couple things about, what, you know, see, they did it with Baltimore. Baltimore can't be beat. The Ravens can't be and see, now, when somebody loses, people always want to jump on them. See, Don Shula lost his first two Super Bowls. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and and, the, and I like what you said. And the Reed lost uh, when he was a lot. in that year. Okay, look, I'm not saying Shanahan, you know, is, you know, the greatest. But, I mean, I'm more like so many people want him fired. But the point, I, that's the main thing I want to bring up uh, is that we was talking about the uh, 49ers uh, defense coordinator, Wilkes, getting fired. And I want to ask you one question first, then I want to say a couple quick things I can. You think he was fired because he lost the Super Bowl, or was was the firing coming before that? It sounded like this was never a good pairing from the start, but Kyle Shanahan made that hiring, uh, and so he should have known that. Um, I think if they win the Super Bowl, he's still the defensive coordinator. And so... They think that you think I've got about thirty seconds still for you, Carl. Okay, real quick. Oh man, okay, real quick. Hey, he didn't do a good job when he should have. When he had the lead, they should have ran the ball with McCaffrey Moore, and then and then there was a very unlucky. I mean, they stopped Patrick Mahomes three times. You know, in the third quarter, three times, three and out, and then they kicked. They stopped him again. They, they kicked the ball, and the ball hit the back of the guy's foot. And then over Kansas City score. I'm just saying. I mean, then, then the top, a top player got hurt. I mean, it's a lot that that, that just just don't make sense about them getting rid of the defensive coordinator. I'm, I'm sorry. That just don't no. Make sense. I, I I agree with you. I think it, it's just weird. Uh, Kyle, good to talk to you. Uh, I think it's uh, you know it must have been a long term thing that was never working from the start. But we've talked about the Super Bowl now for three days, and Steve Wilkes' name never came up because it never needed to. And maybe it should have come up for how well they did on Patrick Mahomes during the game. But it comes up now because old Shanahan needs a scapegoat. And Steve Wilkes, next. 855-212-4CBS. More coming up. The Bart Winkler Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.